Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the first episode of 2022. I am so excited that you guys are tuning in today. In case you missed the previous episode, I announced a little update to the format of this podcast, at least for this year. Um, So instead of sitting down with a friend every episode for, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, I'm going to be doing mini-sodes full of the same good things like real talk, travel tips, things that I'm learning along the way as a young adult, but just in a simpler and shorter format. So if your jam is more of a bite-sized 20 minutes, let's have a quick coffee together kind of vibe, that's exactly what we'll be doing here every other week for the next little bit. In this episode, I'm going to share some of the things that I have been slash am currently doing um, this year to both lower my day-to-day stress and increase my productivity and tips for you to you know, try to implement these things too. I shared some of these on Instagram a few weeks ago, and it turned out people really loved it. So I figured, why not go even deeper in a podcast episode? All right, here are a few of my ideas and tips for the things that you can do to lower your stress and increase your productivity this year. All right. First up, spend time outdoors. The beauty of this tip is that it can look any way you want it to, really. Whether your preference is taking a literal hike on the weekends or working outside at a coffee shop or even just going for a leisurely walk during your lunch breaks, make it a priority to spend some time outside every single day if you can, even in the extremes of weather. Listen, I will be the first to tell you how much I absolutely abhor humidity. I hate it so much. But I still go outside multiple times every single day, even in the heat of summer. Now, is this mostly because I have a dog who needs to be walked? Okay, yeah, sure. But I also know the benefit that even just a few minutes of fresh air and vitamin D can have on my nervous system um, and therefore my stress, not to mention, I don't know, just the peace in my soul it gives me to go for a walk every single day. After having spent, you know, four years inside of an office building that was, you know, I was constantly under fluorescent lights and all that kind of stuff in the dead of winter when like daylight was happening only during my working hours, I struggled so hard with seasonal affective disorder. Um, I was apathetic. I was tired. I was grouchy. I had very low energy and I've just felt stressed. I felt on edge um, because I wasn't getting enough of what my body needed. I wasn't getting enough outside time, fresh air, vitamin D, sunlight, all that kind of stuff. So whether or not you work in an office, you can totally make it a priority to spend some time outdoors every single day. Trust me, just spending a few minutes outside will lower your stress so much. And if you happen to, you know, couple that with exercise, um, bonus points, because then your endorphins will be flowing, which is like scientifically proven to lower your stress. Not And then also you're getting exercise. So it's just a huge win. So I definitely say if you're trying to lower stress, increase productivity, all those things, spend some time outside every single day. Another thing that you can do is create morning and evening routines. Um, Trying to create those each and every day 
um, and having them in place can help you to both start and end your days intentionally rather than feeling, I don't know, like your days are just happening to you. Do you know what I mean? Some things you can do to establish a solid morning routine are um, have a designated alarm clock that's not your phone. I have something called a Lofty. It was completely an Instagram ad that got me, but I really love it. I know a lot of other people have things like the Hatch. They're all kind of expensive. You don't need an expensive solution, but if you have like a a set apart digital alarm clock of some sort, that can be extremely helpful. But if you are going to use your phone, at the very least, charge it outside of your room or in like the farthest possible corner of your room away from your bed because that means that you're going to have to get up out of bed to turn off your alarm which should in theory help you wake up a little bit easier and faster. I will say even though I charge my phone in the kitchen I don't even charge it in my bedroom um, my house is small so I can still hear my alarm go off when it's in the kitchen. I still have a tendency to get back in bed. I feel like a zombie sometimes, man. I don't even remember getting my phone out of the kitchen and then I wake up late. But that's because I'm a night owl and that's my problem and hopefully not yours. <laughs> so the tip really though is to charge your phone not next to your bed if you at, le- at the very least. And if you possible, charge it outside of your room and use another kind of alarm clock. Another trick I learned and started doing myself is setting a timer on a light in my bedroom. So I have twinkle lights wrapped around my headboard that I use at night for when I'm like reading or just trying to get cozy and go to bed. And I used a timer that I had for my Christmas lights and attached those lights to it. And so the timer is set to turn those lights on around the time that my alarm clock goes off in the morning, which in again in theory should help me wake up a little bit more easily especially in like the dark months of winter when the sun might not be fully risen but also just to kind of feel cozy and calm as I wake up in the morning um Another tip I have here is if you're someone who likes to do something specific each morning, like maybe it's hop in the shower, make a cup of coffee, sit down to read or have a morning time, um, set the scene the night before. If you lay out or prep the things that you know you're going to need and you know you're going to use during your morning time, doing those things will actually be so much easier if it's already set out for you and you're ready to go. Um, I'm definitely not a master at my evening routine. Uh, We're switching from morning to evening here. I'm definitely not a master. I, like I mentioned, am a bit of a night owl, um, so I have a hard time winding down. But some things that I have found to be, even in small bits, really helpful for me are, uh, one, to set up an automatic wind down mode on my iPhone. It's under the settings that you can find. Um, It turns off pretty much all notifications and even like restricts my access to certain apps at a certain time each night. So like I've set my bedtime to be I think 11 p.m. to 6 30 a.m. which honestly probably isn't even enough time for me I think I need at least eight hours so I should probably update that but what that does then is wind down starts I think 30 minutes before my designated bedtime so about 10 30 I get a little alert it makes a cute little chimey sound and my access to my apps is limited which is a really really good thing um now you have to have a lot of willpower and willpower and self-discipline to not actually then still open those apps because you technically can. You just have to like tap a couple buttons. Um, but in theory, again, it's really helpful. And when I 
stick to it and have some discipline and self-control. It really is so helpful. Um, Another thing I do is I love to drink a cup of tea in the evenings. I love like a peppermint green tea or something like that. Um, I just find that it helps me to wind down before I get ready for bed. So, um, you know, I think my body relaxes. It kind of knows what's coming. Having that little routine or that rhythm really helps. Again, I don't charge my phone near my bed. So I kind of have a no screen policy in bed. I try not to have any phone, laptop, iPad, anything like that. I do have a Kindle, but that's for reading. So uh, other than my Kindle, I have no screens in bed. And I also try to read a few minutes each night before falling asleep. One, because I have a goal of reading each day. But two, I find that that actually helps me like lull me into sleep because my body or my mind rather is no longer thinking about myself and all the things that happened that day or the things that I need to do the next day. Instead, I'm thinking about what it is I'm reading. I'm immersed in another world, so to speak. So again, these totally are not perfect tips and I am not perfect at doing them. But having some things automated and set up beforehand has definitely, definitely helped me lower stress because I'm not worried each day about um, when I wake up, like what am I going to be doing and what's the first thing I need to do today, all that sort of stuff. Just little things to help me wake up more easily and go to bed more easily helps um, me to be a little less stressed and ideally get a little more sleep, which then obviously lowers my stress (laughs) and increases my productivity. It's all cyclical. Another big tip that I have for you guys, and this is one that I talked about on Instagram quite a bit and got so much feedback. Like I could not believe how much feedback I got from you guys. And uh, it's something I did at the beginning of this year. So just about, uh, you know, five, six weeks ago, was to take on the massive, massive challenge of organizing my digital life, which as it turns out, has helped me to also organize my life as a whole. Go figure. Um, And hear me on this one. Doing this took time and effort for sure, but it has impacted my stress and productivity levels in ways that I honestly couldn't have even imagined. By getting all of my things in some sort of order, so to speak, it just has done such immense things in 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 just kind of freeing up my mental clutter and just this kind of constant state of overwhelm that I was living in. And I can't advocate enough for it. So I, and the truth is I could go on and on and on for a long time about all of the benefits and ways that you can organize yourself, but we don't have that kind of time today. Uh, If you want more information, just send me a DM on Instagram or an email via my website. But here are some of my biggest tips for organizing your digital life. First up, Go through and cull the photos on your phone. Oh my gosh, this probably sounds so daunting. I mean, I get it. I had, I think, over 10,000 photos on my phone. I remember when I had like 2,000 and then all of a sudden I was at 10,000 and I was like, how did this happen? How did did I let this get so out of hand? I don't even know where to start, so I'm just not even going to do anything about it. Well, I found a really amazing app on iPhone. I don't know if it's on Android, so... Apologies, you might have to check, but it's called Gemini, um, and it can do so much of the heavy lifting for you in terms of 
culling your photos and just bringing that number down. Like I said, I had over 10,000 and it was I was so overwhelmed by that number. I honestly felt kind of paralyzed by it and hence didn't do anything. But then Gemini came into my life <laughs> and it's an app that uses AI to essentially detect duplicate photos or similar photos or blurry photos and it segregates, um, you know, screenshots and it's just fantastic. And it helps you to like, it, it basically identifies them, right? So you'll go through a process of like, oh, these photos all look the same. Do you want to keep this one and delete the rest? But then you can choose which ones you keep versus delete. It definitely still takes time. But I mean, way, way less time than it would take to do it on your own. I um, ended up spending, I don't know, I did it in like chunks. So essentially, it's a, it's a paid app, but it's free for the first three days. So I was just really committed in those first three days to doing as much as I possibly could. And so I would spend like 20 minute chunks here and there just going through it. And I ended up getting my number down to 5000 photos, which is still a lot. But that's half, half of what I had before. And it probably took me just a couple hours. Totally worth it. I feel so much less stressed when I look at my phone. Um, I actually ended up buying the paid version. They have like a lifetime. It's like it's like 30 or $35 for lifetime access. And I was like, man, I can sacrifice a couple meals out or a couple cups of coffee to know that I will always have a tool right at my fingertips that helps me go through the photos on my phone. Um, so highly recommend Gemini. The second big tip for digital organization. Oh, man, you guys. Notion. But before I dive into what Notion is, the goal of it, for myself at least, was to organize all of my things. So my tip for you is to organize all of your things, your goals, your to-do lists, your business management or project management, all the things that you have going on. I have tried so, so many ways to get organized and keep track of all of the things in my life, um, like my business, my freelance work, this podcast, my travel plans, the list goes on and on and on. And they've all been fine. They've they've worked for when I need them to. The problem was I had it all over the place. I had things in Trello. I had them in Google Drive, in my notes app on my phone, reminders. Like I just had things everywhere, which meant nothing was getting done um, at all, really. Maybe it was getting done a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't very efficient. It didn't make sense. Um, I wasn't keeping track of things and I, I just always knew that in the back of my mind, there had to be a better way. There had to be a better way of keeping these things not only organized, but like actually happening and moving forward. Um, I just knew it. I knew it. Uh, for example, like my yearly goals. You guys know I do goal sheets every year. I put those out for free. I absolutely love them. I use them myself. I love the process of sitting down intentionally to write down my goals. Um you know, to, to process and reflect and think about the things I want to do and write them down on paper. I love that process so much. But after that, I rarely, if ever, end up looking at those pages again. And this year, I knew I wanted to find a way to not only have those goals, but actually make them happen. <laughs> so what I did was I looked around. I was like, there has to be a way. Like I said, I knew in the back of my mind there had to be a way. And not only to make the goals happen, but to organize all the other things in my life and my business um, in a more efficient and less overwhelming, less stressful kind of way. Enter Notion. So Notion 
is a one-stop shop. It's a it's an app on your phone. It's an app on your computer. You can also log in on you know your internet browser kind of thing. But it's a one-stop shop for organization, project management, data tracking, so many things. And it has honestly, this might sound dramatic, but it has changed my life, um, especially my day-to-day life. I now use it to track my goals, plan for social media, which I'm like notoriously terrible at doing, um, organizing my work with my travel planning clients, meal planning and grocery shopping lists. I use it as a reading log. I keep a running list of places I want to travel to. And again, I even organize my podcast, what you're listening to right now. I now use Notion to do that. Honestly, I use it for so many things, so much more than I even just listed. The possibilities with Notion, honestly, are endless. It's a little overwhelming when you get started because there is literally so much that you can do. But once you get a hang of it and you you spend some time and you're really intentional, man, it has the potential to just like really, it feels like a game changer in my life. And I'm not trying to advocate like this is the only tool. There are a lot of tools out there, but this is definitely the best tool I've come across for what I've needed it to do. Um, And yeah, if you're looking to lower some of your stress, like your day-to-day stress around your goals or your lists or your life or your business, um, the things you want to do, the things you want to see, all that sort of stuff, finding the best digital tool for you will 100%, I am I am certain, um, decrease your sense of overwhelm, lower your stress, and therefore increase your productivity if that's what you're looking to do. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the YouTube video where I first heard of Notion because it's really amazing and the girl who put it out actually has some free templates, which I did use to start some of my pages in Notion. Um, but again, it's fantastic. And once again, though, Notion doesn't have to be your thing, but I think if you're able to find a way to organize your your stuff in a digital format um, could be really beneficial to you because it has been to me and to countless other people, um, even ones I know in real life who once they saw me post about it on Instagram, downloaded it, and I've gotten texts and DMs and voice memos of like how life-changing it's been for them as well. So find the thing that works for you and organize your life digitally. I have a couple more final tips for you, just little tidbits that I think can be really helpful in, um, again, lowering your stress and increasing your productivity this year. So here they are. First, get some plants for your home or your office. So not only do plants bring in color and life into a space, they also act as, you know, art in some in some ways, but they also can help clean and purify the air that you are breathing in every single day. That's such a win in my book. If you're looking for a beautiful but kind of low maintenance plant, one that can kind of withstand a little neglect if you're not necessarily attuned to having a bunch of plants, I recommend checking out a ZZ plant or a snake plant. They're both pretty hardy and can withstand most things. Another tip I have is to try a no shop or a second hand challenge. Listen, I think money is a huge stressor in most people's lives, mine very much included. Um, But kind of trying a no shop or second hand only challenge might be a great way to help keep your money stress a little bit lower while also helping the environment, which is a convo I could have, you know, on another day with you guys. But I have always tried to buy secondhand, at least for the last couple years, um, before buying anything new. And I've even created a wish list in Notion, of course, for some of the things that I want but don't necessarily need or 
don't want to spend a lot of money on. <laughs> so that's really helped to curb some of my impulse shopping, which I think is a really big thing. I think a lot of us really struggle um, in today's day and age of, you know, being bombarded by advertisements with impulse shopping. So um, curbing that is massive, as well as encouraging me to keep an eye out for those things on things like Facebook Marketplace, which one, obviously save me some money, and two, have a better impact on the environment because I'm not buying something new. Again, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, trying a no shop or secondhand challenge could be a great way to kind of lower some of your money stress um, and just help you be more intentional with how you spend and where. Um, so yeah, that's one of my little, little tips too. Third tip I have is to make it a priority to text or call a few friends or family members each week. I actually have a list of two to three people every single week in my weekly dashboard, which is also a notion. Um, and it's a list of people that I want to make sure I reach out to in that week, which has helped me um, in a lot of ways. But namely, it's helped me to stay both connected with people that I really love and also helped me to feel a lot less lonely in my day-to-day -day life. I am single. I live alone. I work from home. And so there would be sometimes where the only people I've talked to are like people I work with, like my clients and nobody else. And I've realized, you know, it'll be months have gone by before I've spoken with somebody that I really cherish, a friendship I cherish, a family member. And so I make a list to, you know, send a quick text. Um, even if it's just limited to text, that's better than nothing. But I always try to, you know, make plans for a phone call if we can. And so that's a great way to kind of lower your stress because um, you'll feel connected and you'll feel known, and you will also be, I don't know, investing in your relationships, which is always a wonderful thing. My last little tip is to plan a solo trip or a retreat. It should come as no surprise that I would bring this up. I'm a huge advocate, obviously, for solo travel. Um, and so maybe that sounds like a little bit of a curveball, but I promise it is not. I think the truth is that we live in a time and culture in which the hustle is totally glorified. I mean, if, even the word productivity is glorified, um, but our bodies simply were not made to be going all the time. I've been doing a lot of reading and research into rest. Um, you, If you follow me on Instagram, probably know I take a weekly Sabbath, a day in which I rest from work and social media and things that drain me and only do things that fill me up and um, try to spend time um, with the Lord and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, our bodies just weren't made to be going in the way that our culture tells us we should. And um, sometimes that means that the best possible thing we can do for both our bodies and our souls is to take a step back and settle into a form um, of intentional rest, which can look totally different for each and every person. But it has that potential when we do that to um, lower our stress and in the moment if we're, you know, overwhelmed and stressed out in our day to day lives, but also kind of lower our our stress and our overwhelm in the long run too, which would also increase our productivity as we settle back into quote unquote real life. So really the, the benefits and the rewards of, of um, recognizing when we need rest and actually, you know, intentionally taking space or making space for that rest, you know, it's just such a win-win. Uh, so for some of you guys, that might look like taking a weekend away to explore a new city, being a little more active and out there and doing that's restful to you. For others, it could be a weekend away in a cabin in the woods, just really relaxing and letting your soul be rejuvenated in that way. Um, if you're looking for some way to do that, I highly recommend, I know I've talked about this before, but I highly recommend Getaway House. I'll have a link for them in the show notes. But either way, you know you better than anyone else. So stay 
stay attuned to like what you need to do and what brings you rest and rejuvenation and and prioritize that. Try to make that happen once or twice this year Um, because sometimes kind of doing it in a more concentrated fashion like taking a weekend or a couple days away can be so so good for your soul which in turn your stress will be lower your productivity will probably increase when you get back to real life so those are some of my final little tips for that. So friends, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope that you are feeling inspired and encouraged to implement some new rhythms and routines this week to help uh, hopefully lower your stress in your life and therefore increase your productivity in 2022. Thanks for hanging with me and I will see you back in the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that the content in this episode has encouraged and inspired you to step out and say yes to the things that God has for you. And hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went ahead and subscribed, rated, and reviewed Wild Hearts with Janine. It would honestly mean so much to me. I'll see you guys back here when the next episode drops. But until then, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith. 